When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Anne. And welcome to CCTV, the non-stop pop show. And today we will be reviewing the second Sugar Babes album, Angels with Dirty Faces. <laughs> <laughs> If you're wondering who we are, Shan and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry, from performing on stage to working at record labels. So we have a lot of insight into the crazy music industry. Uh-huh. And we are very excited because we are now on Patreon. So you can join the crew at patreon.com slash Pops. Shout out to our crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily. You guys are awesome. Yeah, that's all right. All right, so... <laughs> Very excited to talk about the Sugar Babes because thank you to everyone who's listened to or watched our Sugar Babes Pop 101 episode. It is our most viewed Pop 101 episode on YouTube and as a podcast too. Mm-hmm. So we're finally doing another Sugar Babes episode. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah. So now you're, you're, you've been listening to them more now over the past like year-ish, right? So yeah. any, <laughs> so do you like them? Any new thoughts? Okay. <clears throat> I do like them. Um, and I'll tell you why. So me growing up over here uh, and having just a very limited like U.S. girl group experience, I was very much used to a certain style of singing and, and presentation and such. So when I heard them, I thought, oh, this is laid back. The harmonies are really low. The harmonies are very alto-ish. And your girl's an alto, maybe yet so soprano, we don't know. But I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I like their harmonies. And I think their harmonies is what really attracted me to them, for sure, mm-hmm. especially when we started talking about them. We did all the research. And of course, their journey has been nothing short of absolutely dramatic for no so for no reason, which sucks, you know, <laughs> losing members and such. Um, but even with that, when you had the core members like the Amutia and Akisha, and then even when Heidi was one of the last members there too you could still hear a sound you could still hear their style and they maintain those harmonies i really respect them and their artistry because they knew who they were from the jump and on top of that they were like 16 like 14 16 17 year old girls writing their own stuff which is unheard of so i mean you as a full on i guess fan from the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> how is it for you like coming back to revisit this album it's been really fun. Yeah, I think this yeah. is a really solid girl group album. And I think they've been quite, they were very consistent, at least in the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, very happy to talk about it. Um, and yeah, I think it's exciting that, you know, we've, it sounds like stuff is finally happening, like now, oh, 2022. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to go back to them. I still think they're one of the best British girl groups of the, of the 2000s. So Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's interesting I, sometimes i wonder like, would they have been as pop in here and i don't think that would have been the case because you know in the time people were like, well, you gotta be dancing but honey their vocals did the dancing for sure okay them harmonies and them runs solid girl group and so speaking of a solid girl group we're going to be talking about them and their lovely second effort angels with dirty faces released in august of 2002 angels with dirty faces was the sugar babes second album and this was released after being dropped by London Records and the original member Siobhan's departure. 
they signed to Island Records and gained new member Heidi. Yeah. And the album was extremely successful. It peaked at number two in the UK album charts and charted all across Europe and also Australia, New Zealand, and parts of Asia as well. Mm -hmm. And it features a more electronic and commercial pop sound. And so now that the group members, so One Touch, they were like 14 or 13 or 14 when they wrote that. And yeah. now the group members were in their late teens. Mm -hmm. And so many of the songs focused on the different aspects of growing up and really becoming women. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's an awesome album. It's a great coming of age album. And we will now go track by track to discuss the production, vocals, and lyrics and give our ratings for each song. Here we go. <laughs> first track on this album and first single is Freak Like Me. Which is written by Eugene Haynes, Mark Valentine, Lauren Hill, William Collins, George Clinton, Gary Newman, and produced by Richard X and Jeremy Wheatley. Freak Like Me is a mashup of two-way armies, our friends Electric, and Adina Howard's Freak Like Me. Richard X had mastered his skills of mashup with his mixes like Being Scrubbed, which was a TLC and Human League mashup, and I Want to Dance with Numbers, which was a Kraftwerk and Whitney mashup. And although his method was highly illegal due to the lack of clearances, his mixes actually led to him signing with Virgin. And while there, his old Dino bootleg was re-recorded with the Sugar Babes and the new version, this brand new version gave the Sugar Babes the perfect track to launch their new lineup and era. And this track actually went on to hit number one in the UK and charted all across the world. And this information is absolutely amazing. And honestly, I found it thanks to Trash Theory because this awesome mini doc that he created about the song and how it reunited UK pop. And I can't I can't deny the facts here. This is a damn good song. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think about this song, Chris? <laughs> it's so good. It's such an effortlessly cool track. I mean, already the Adina track is great, right? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to mess it up in a cover. But then Richard yeah. X actually really did elevate it and kind of bring it somewhere new, which is cool. Mm -hmm. um, and what a great way to come back also, because it's yeah. it's very different, I think, from the songs that were released with One Touch but it keeps mm -hmm. the coolness that did underlie it and the vocals yes. obviously are, are you know are still awesome so yeah. yeah i think i think that the production of it is cool i think our friends electric in general has a really cool production the synths mm -hmm. are very powerful and mm -hmm. so there's just a natural energy there and then yes. you pair that with the girls actually not really singing with that much energy and kind yeah. of having this kind of just nonchalant and confident delivery so it's just a it's a cool mashup you know yeah i think um, so too. yeah so eddie what do you think um yeah we discussed this in our pop one-on-one -on -one video make sure you all check that out if you have not because it was so much fun to talk about um and this song was the one that i needed to have warm up a little bit for me um I was really set on the Adina Hauer version. I mean, I, version, excuse me, <laughs> that's later on the track list. Um, I was set on that version. So I was thinking, okay, this is a sleek kind of R&B thing from the 90s. I wasn't expecting it to be changed like this. This is not me bashing them. Um, the production for it is definitely what I expect for a cover. Like if you're going to do a cover, you better do it in your style, switch it up in another style. Just do something different where I'm not thinking, okay, I could have listened to the original, right? Mm -hmm. And this definitely delivered that. The production was cold and digital, whilst the vocals, although nonchalant, were warm and soulful. I mean, you have Mutia with that raspy kind of... Uh, 
draw it's like oh okay okay mm -hmm. there, there's the soul but it's really chill um but her voice has layers to it and um there's a lot of effects and the girls sound distant so it doesn't sound like too forward in the mix where you're like oh she's being really aggressive so it, it makes like sonically it just adds another layer of cool mm -hmm. um and the bridge is definitely i think the, the the a very fun twist to have because instead of the rat that you hear in the adina howard version you have adina uh, adina you have heidi saying good for me and just and the music da -na, da -na. Yes. so it feels like a rock song it feels like a pop song it still has that sex appeal but you don't know what's good for her what is good for her and um i think just the way she delivers um her her vocals i think heidi just has a brighter tone outside of like keisha's tone and mutia's tone so she sounds a little bit like playful in a sense mm. but maybe mis mischievous is of a better word um and i think they weren't just talking about being freaky like sexually they're being freaks like they're they're different mm -hmm. they're not like everyone else and i think that's what made the song even more uh different and made it special and fit them mm -hmm. especially with that video that video yes was it wasn't too sexy but yes. yeah yeah so let's yeah the music video is interesting <laughs> it takes place in a nightclub um mm -hmm. and the members are like they're supernatural in some way there's like biting so they're vampires i guess but there's no <laughs> teeth you know um and then keisha and mudia kind of glare at heidi in the club mm -hmm. While yeah. Heidi's dancing with all these men, and then after like some fights and stuff, they eventually mm -hmm. all become friends. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's like an origin story for Heidi joining this new girl <laughs> gang, I guess. Uh, um, <laughs> I never fully got why Keisha was like fighting Heidi for a man. I don't know. It, it was a little. It was a little weird. But um, know, yeah, what did you think of the video? That's one of those things where I feel like there was no women in the room when they were like, writing the, the treatment. That gives me very much like guys writing this um but yeah regarding the whole uh vampire thing i think that also plays into the freak well yes. freak like me thing they are freaks they are the freaks of the night um the fighting thing not too keen on but you know i i think that these girls were definitely embodying the 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 weirdos you know they're the cool girls they're the golf girls the goth girls like they're the goth girls they're just different and it reminds mm -hmm. me of the craft where um nancy says we are the weirdos mister they gave me that like we are the freaks yes <laughs> the freaks i did like of. No. yes i did like all the shots of the really quick shots of all the guys like being scared in the rooms i yeah. thought that, that was actually really cool mm -hmm. um and it's it's interesting that they kind of did that without the members actually having to do anything you know right. it's just like right. implied so yeah I thought I thought the way it was was edited was very well done mm -hmm. um I will say also the initial performances of this oh. song were very awkward that dance yeah. routine was so bad you don't like their hip movements <laughs> and their sways until... <laughs> um yeah. it was so Not lazy dancing. and they look so awkward and like they don't want yeah. to be there and like Heidi is like awkwardly smiling while the other two are like yeah just like looking very unemotional yeah she <laughs> it was very funny <laughs> she definitely had that going on Heidi was always like yes you know <laughs> sorry smiley <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah. all right so what do you rate freak like me I actually give it a, an eight it's not like 10 status for me yet but I give it an eight it's, it's nice I like it what about you I'll also give it an eight um I do prefer the live version um, I think it, it gives a lot more energy and they do the chorus again at the end and it just feels like more complete because now when I yeah. listen to the studio version I'm like oh it just fades out you know oh yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to track number two 
This song is called Blue. Written by members Keisha, Mutia, and Heidi, as well as Howard Jones, Robbie Broneman, Robin Bolt, and Jeremy Wheatley again. Mm-hmm. And Keisha has actually discussed the tra- discussed this track quite recently on her YouTube channel and said she came up with the title Blue before they even started writing the song. And she <laughs> didn't mean the color blue. She meant when people act shady and are hating on you. Um, that means they're acting blue, in quotes. Um, but the people in the room had no idea what she was talking about, including Mutya, because I did a search on Urban Dictionary and this did not come up as a definition. So I'm unclear if Keisha literally just completely made this up. But they went with it. They went with it. That's what the song is about. You're blue. You're acting blue and you're being shady and being a hater, I guess. Not Urban Dictionary. I'm crying. You know what? She was trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Keish. Love you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, what do you think of Blue? You know what? This song gives me turn of the century AOL digital realness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, this sounds a little familiar. Um, because I think of the production and TLC's title track, Fan Mail. If you, anyone's ever heard it, and if you have not, it mm-hmm. sounds very much like this. Yes. Uh, but of course, it's TLC, so it has a little bit of a different kind of swing to it. Um, and I love the vocal triplets in the song, you know, very a la uh, Craig David and songs like Fill Me In. So it's just something about it just felt very familiar. So instantly with that familiarity and that typicality, I got very attached to the way it sounded. So I thought, okay, where's this gonna go? Um, the production definitely sounds a lot more sinister. Um, like maybe the, f- the, the, the friend that they're talking about in this song is lurking about mm-hmm. um, IRL or maybe URL because of the digital sounds. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I think what makes it different from the other songs that I'm comparing it to is that there's like an epiphanic brightness. Like the chorus brings in this whole idea of, oh, wow. I'm bringing the situation to light here. You are stalking me. You are behaving in this kind of way that it's really uncomfortable. You're not a real friend. So all that darkness that kind of uh, follows and <laughs> follows the verses around like a like a dark cloud becomes bright in the in the chorus, which I thought was interesting uh, because it's like guitars and it sounds very bright, like almost like haha, caught you. So yes. I think that's interesting. Um, took me a second to think about what the song was about, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had to listen because I was like, the blue wasn't clicking. It wasn't. Yeah. Clicking. You know? Yeah, a little weird, but yeah. you know, we went with it. Uh, they went yeah. with it. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think the track is very just a very perfect early two thousands kind of that synth. Yeah, I guess kind of synth bloopy pop. I don't know. Um, I do like the the vocal production and the vocal delivery on it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the cadence of the verses is is fun, and mm-hmm. the girls kind of sound mildly annoyed at this fake friend. Again, without mm. putting too much energy into it. Yeah. So they're kind of just yeah. like, I know you're a hater and yeah. I don't want to be friends with you anymore, but I'm not <laughs> going to put that much energy into hating you. Right. You know? That's what it feels like. And I love that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I think the mix of the chorus, like you mentioned, is cool. I like the drum and bass kind of pick up for the production mm-hmm. that suddenly mm-hmm. happens. And then Keisha leading with Mutya on the lower harmony. Mm-hmm. Just the blend is just so yeah. perfect. Um, Very solid. I think all the harmonies throughout this whole album are really good. But I like how in this one, that a lot of the backing vocals have that kind of radio phone effect put on them. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just makes yeah. it really, really fun to listen to. Um, I will say that rap bridge, though, <gasps> is a Tragic. little cringy. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it almost takes the coolness a little out of it because it's too cringy. Um, yeah, it didn't age well. I feel like <laughs> even then it would have just been like, huh? Sorry, Keisha. Love you, honey. It's cute. Um, I mean, this is where the age kind of comes out. You know, they're like, oh, she's like 17. Right. And she's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> it makes more it sense like when a... you think about it in that context, right? <laughs> That's what it was. Like a stream of thought where a girl is venting to her friends where she's like, He's a, she's a loser, blah, blah, blah. And, blah, blah, blah. and you're following me? And you're doing this? And you're, you know? Um, you know what's funny? We, we, okay, little side note, little side story for people. When we were listening to this album in my car last weekend, I kind of got really pensive about this song i was sitting here like wow do i have a friend like this like like this person <laughs> like it made me rethink my whole life i was like wow the idea of like fake friends keeping tabs on you wherever for whatever reason i was i don't know i, I got into my feelings with this song and i was like oh my gosh it's relatable That's well, now you thing. know what to call those people they're blue <laughs> 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 oh yes. man all right, so I will give this one a 7.5 out of 10. I actually do like the song, but I think yeah. in their whole catalog, it hasn't mm -hmm. aged the best. So. Right, yeah. right. Agreed. And as relatable as it is, I'm going to have to just give it a 7. It wasn't that impressive, but I do like the... The melody's cute. track on the album is Round Round by Xenomania, which is Brian Higgins and Miranda Cooper. Also written by Lisa Cowling, Nick Kohler, Florian Fluger, Felix Stecker, Robin Hoffman, Reno Spektavicia, Richard Baxter, Jerry Ross, and members Keisha Mutia Heidi. And it was produced by Kevin Bacon, not the actor, um, Jonathan Quarmby and Jonathan Weasley. Wheatley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> close you're close that's a lot of names um also i think some of those people other than brian and miranda are part of xenomania too i wasn't totally clear um, Ooh, but yeah so okay. good job everybody yes good job <laughs> sorry mr sorry mr wheatley i mean to be we call the weasley it's quite an honor um so the song was released in august 2002 as the second single from this album and the song maintains the girl's industrial pop sound and it also hit number one in the uk singles chart the track includes a sample of tango forte by duplex inc which has its own uncredited sample of whatever lola wants by les baxter like many of Xenomania's brilliant songs, the track is made up of a few different songs, with Miranda Cooper going through various tracks in her unused pile and just stealing melodies and choruses from them to sing over the track. Very, very Frankenstein-esque. Yes, and definitely <laughs> and, a precursor yeah. to how they would end up working with Girls Aloud. Yeah, so, this is true. Didn't yeah. they do um the, uh, the Saturdays too, or was that Richard X? Uh, they did a couple Saturday songs. They did like yeah. All Fired Up and stuff. But all they Fired weren't, Up, okay, yeah. Yeah, they weren't like the exclusive for them. Uh, right, right, right. Girls Aloud are very much their baby. That's their baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so Round Round. First off, I will say, every time I hear this song, I just wish I had a mic stand to swing around <laughs> because that's, that's just all I think of when I hear this chorus because that's all they do when they perform it and in the music videos. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I love a good girl group mic stand dance. Mm -hmm. This is up there with Stop and Sound of the Underground, you know. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun listening to this one now because it was very jarring at the time, right? Oh, yeah. It was like weird structure. All the verses were completely different. There's like tempo switch ups, there's production switch ups. Yeah. But this is what K pop sounds like now. 
Mm-hmm. Come through. This is very much true. And just give shouting out um trash theory once again. He was saying, like, you know, Richard X kind of started this whole mashup situation in Cinemania, took it and ran, and then was like, Hey, we have this song, random stuff put together, but honey, it's a hit. And uh, truth be told, it it's a really cool song. I think when I heard it, I guess after being accustomed to K-pop stylings and different kind of music now that really do sound like this. I'm okay with it. I was not shocked, except with the bridge. The bridge is the only thing where I was like, uh, but. Yeah, but you know, Espa and Mix <laughs> are just doing them way more than that now. So it's really yeah, not right. that jarring anymore. And I should think about it. Uh, but yeah, the, the lyrics of this song, I can't honestly, I can honestly say that I really don't know what the song is about exactly. I, th- I thought it was about a breakup, but it's not exactly about a breakup. Um, According to a Guardian interview with Keisha and the other girls, she mentioned that Round Round doesn't make any sense lyrically because they all wrote different parts about different subjects. So not only was the production kind of Frankenstein, so was the <laughs> the lyrics. But I mean, overall, if we were kind of just generalizing, it does sound very much like, you know, a relationship going going in the round. It's just like, here we go, making up, breaking up, here we go again. But it was so cool the way they delivered it. It sounds fun, where I actually kind of just, don't care about what they're saying lyrically. I know that's not fair to say, but it's just something about it is just run, run, baby, run, run, come. I don't, I'm like, yes. I don't know. See, you want to swing that. a mic stand too. Yeah, in uh, my way. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I I actually remember the first time I saw the music video on TV for this song, and the oh. chorus was already in my brain, like from the yeah. first time. It is so catchy that it's almost annoying. You know, it really toes <laughs> that line, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's awesome that each yeah. girl kind of got to write their own verse because you mm-hmm. can really hear that it fully fits their range. And like yeah. Mutia's verse is really low. Like not many yes. women can hit those notes. You know, better yes. think again. Like that, that looks, that's really better low. Yes, like Amel couldn't even really hit it, to be fair. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we have to like, we'll talk about that in a future episode, like comparing the different lineups singing the same songs, you know? I think that'd Oh my be God. Fun. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. but yeah, Mutia's verse is my favorite. It's just mm-hmm. perfect for her, the better way her voice is and how like, <laughs> and her cadence is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, I love all the harmonies in this song. Mm-hmm. They're really, really interesting. Some cool choices. They're not the typical harmonies that are just, yeah. you know, the three steps above or three steps below. Um, they are kind <laughs> yeah. of interesting and cool, like very cool layers and, and that kind mm-hmm. of come in and out. So I just love the way they did that and it fully utilizes having three voices. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I think that's what makes the song also very much fun to sing. Um you're right Mutia's Mutia's part holds it down Mm. Uh, (laughs) but yeah I think the whole like you know uh girl saying she doesn't need a man she can do what she wants to do what she wants to do when she wants to do it it's really cool um and I think it's interesting how it gets all sentimental though after all these verses of saying I can do what I want I'm gonna have a good time you know tonight this man's gonna be mine and the next one you know he'll be gone whatever but then it gets to this bridge and it's like Heidi does it hurt when you see see a lot of (laughs) Uh, with a you <laughs> it gets so yes. sentimental and like vocal very breaky. dramatic mm-hmm. yeah it gets very like soap opera but i think that's what makes it so interesting because right after that it's like oh baby i'm so sorry you know all you need is your friends 
And maybe then you won't be lonely because she's like saying, hey, I'm not going to be the one that's going to take you out of that loneliness. And then the record scratches and they go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's right. so funny. Oh, man. And then, yeah. So going back to the music video, though. Yeah. So they're like in a, not a basement. They're in like a cave or some Bunker. underground thing where there's a tornado and then yeah. there are also people like watching them and like a dj yeah. playing it was like it was i don't know the concept's interesting yeah for sure but i think the it's... funniest part is just the tornado graphics looking back now oh, are so my... bad the funniest yeah, is when yeah. the sunglasses <laughs> fly off the man's face and they later yes. circle back for a very dramatic slow moment for Heidi's section. But yes. that was just, the graphics are really funny. Um, but it's a very enjoyable music video. They look really yeah. cool. I love yeah. Mutya's hair. Mm-hmm. The knotted, like, uneven pigtails. Um, yes. <laughs> and then it caps it off with the random male dancers that come out at the end and do the absolute most. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess they needed that to happen because the girls had swayed themselves to death, you know, at that point. <laughs> Oh, also the band flying away. The band flying away oh was really God, funny. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. It was like, you know, like the Titanic, like we're going down with the ship. We're going with the tornado. Like, <laughs> like, it wasn't the it wasn't the best idea in the sense of how the band go, but I guess it just makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I guess with the guys dancing at the end, too, it's just a lot of random elements, but the girls look good as they're walking around yeah. the tornado. They look so good. They look so <laughs> good. So cool, so edgy, and honestly, uh, when I saw this video and heard the song together, it definitely like made me feel like the score is worth it, worth mm. what I'm going to give it. But what did you give it? I will give it a 9.5. How about you? Oh, I just gave it a 9, but the 9.5 makes sense, too. Yeah, it's up there. You know, I feel like, yeah. I think I've, I've, Keisha, if you're watching this, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly, you don't love this song, <laughs> but I think... I think we all want to hear Siobhan do Heidi's Dramatic Bridge. So if you can bring it back for the next shows, all the fans would be very happy. (laughs) The next track on the album is Stronger. Which was done by Joni Lipsy, Marius DeVries. Felix Howard, and members Keisha, Mutia, and Heidi, and it was produced by Joni Rockstar. And this was released as one side of the third single from the album, and it is a mid-tempo R&B track with empowering lyrics and is still a favorite for the members of the group. And this was a double-A side with the other album track, Angels with Dirty Faces, and together they did hit the charts all over the world yet again. And Keisha has also more recently discussed this track also, and she said that the chorus was already written, And she was inspired to express her feelings about overcoming being lonely and not having the same experience as other girls her age due to being thrown into this kind of crazy, hectic pop star life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, this one this one is a favorite, I think, for for a lot of the fans. Um, So what do you think of Stronger? Oh, yes. Um, So this uh, this song is very scary in the beginning not scary creepy in the beginning because of the strings they Mm. are very sinister Mm, they hum in Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like a child trying to describe a nightmare um but yeah it sounds very uh foreboding like you know a storm cloud is yes very dark yeah so i thought the song was going to be different than what it was but also it fits the, the 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 theme of the song you know you're going through all your hardships and things don't look as bright and beautiful as 
you know, you would like them to be. Um, so I think that definitely embodies it. But what changes is when Mutia starts singing, there's some brighter strings, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I like that the song isn't just about how better one is has become but about how stronger they're getting and they're growing and that if someone wants to be part of that life they have to kind of get with it or get out so i like that the lyrics were relatable in that sense they're not they're not you know poetically speaking anything that's deep and like wow i don't mm-hmm. understand it's an abstract it's very much this is what it is i've been through trials and tribulations i've been through struggles um and if you want to be a part of my life you should just do the same you know, try to be better, do better. Um, and I think what does it, for, what really does it for me in the song are the harmonies for sure. Cause like lyrically, I'm not like wowed away, uh, wow, b- blown away, mm-hmm. but the harmonies really do it. The chorus is powerful because of the stacks. Um, even though the arrangement of the vocals aren't like very like loud and belty, they're gentle and smooth. And, and because they don't swell uh, in a way that's like, I guess stereotypical of like I'm stronger. It doesn't do all yeah. of that, so it feels a lot more genuine. It feels more like a healing kind of song as opposed to like you know I'm triumphant, I'm winning. It's more yes. like I'm struggling. I'm still trying to figure this out, and it feels so much more like real. And again, that's so on brand for them. For what I know, I feel like this is real yes. for sure. Yeah, I think this topic can very easily go very cheesy, kind of how mm-hmm. you were just saying. And they did a yeah. great job of keeping it very authentic. And and yeah. there is this kind of very cool warmth that the chorus brings, mm-hmm. but it still has that darkness that kind of over over overlays it, I guess. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a really it's really well done as a mm-hmm. as a track because it's it's empowering. But yes. like you said, they're still in the process of getting to this next level. Um, And and yeah, I think that makes it, that's what makes it unique. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the, my favorite part is the harmony build of the pre-chorus, especially in the second verse. Just the way it's layered is really beautiful and the way it leads into the chorus. Um, And then Keisha's ad-libs at the end Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So good. She sounds so good. And her voice has just gotten better with age too. So every time they come out, it just gets better and better every year. Um, so that's always exciting. I think for, for the fans to hear, um, we do have to talk about Heidi's bridge. Oh, um, so this is Heidi's like favorite song over theirs, I believe. And she wrote oh. a very sentimental bridge, but the ending, um, <laughs> is, it has quite an iconic yodel in it. And oh. for the 2004 performances, wow. they made it even longer. Honestly... I think I'm just a little traumatized by the rock, the rock and Rio one. Is it rock yeah. and Rio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I, I, uh, it wasn't her best vocal performance of that moment. I will say that right now. That me, it wasn't even me. It was like me. I can't even do it. It was just me. The yodel. There's a yodel there. <laughs> <laughs> like if she would have like <laughs> I don't think Heidi's a melismic singer in the sense of like doing runs like for me I understand like I don't do too many runs in my songs when I sing when I write you don't ever hear me go me 
she's not a Tori Kelly. I'm not a, I'm not that either. Mm. But doing that eight second run at Rio was that it? <laughs> Love you. Yeah, girl. I mean, I think in general, we were talking a little <laughs> bit about this before, but I feel yeah. like Heidi's like stylistic. I can't if it's. I don't know if it's stylistic choice or if it's just technique or or what it is. Mm. But like her use of vocal breaks and kind of cutting off each yeah. note um yeah it's very it's it, interesting and i think it works sometimes but also it's just used all the time so it's just it's just interesting I, I i don't hate it but um right. in this song it, it gets a, a shining moment so <laughs> yeah sorry you know i think she's supposed to be like the heart in the sense like she's meant to even with the bridge in round round does uh, it's meant yeah. to be very like emotive uh -huh. um and you have a girl like Mutia who's singing really low and she has that rasp you have Keisha who has like that pop R&B vocal which is really contemporary and so what 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 kind of vocal are you supposed to have you're the bright one you're the more I guess clear strong voiced one mm -hmm. but how do you emote in a way that still fits in with the pocket of the song it's hard it's hard um it's not like it wasn't a complete challenge. Like she figured out how to make things sound good as she got older, as the group grew together. Mm -hmm. But you could definitely tell like she was still trying to get her footing. Um, and before we go on with our ratings, what the hell was this video? <laughs> I know that was a weird segue, and I had better segues, but yeah. I just couldn't even like think of one. I just yeah. So the music video. Okay, so the oh group God. scenes are them <laughs> at a pool. Yeah, and then enough. and then the individual scenes we have Heidi as a stripper who leaves her job. We have Mutia who's in a car with some guy, and then she leaves him. I assume because he's a bad a bad guy. Yeah. And then Keisha attends a support group called like Heartbroken Anonymous, Anonymous. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry to be. Yeah, um, I will say I agree. I think the video is a little weird, um, but actually. I think the funniest part is actually when Keisha is doing mm. her verse and this man <laughs> comes up to her and she hugs him, but she doesn't look at him at all. She, <laughs> she's just like singing and she hugs him and then keeps walking. And it was, yeah. it's so bizarre. Like that's so unrealistic. That's it what? was weird. It was just, <laughs> but yeah, the whole video was weird. And then the thing that bothers me is them being on the pool, the pool side. Like I get that they're supposed to be the round away girls, but like, it's just, oh, it irritates me because you had these random black women <laughs> dancing. Don't laugh. <laughs> just sitting there dancing salsa, dancing African dancing, and all this other stuff that made, they were doing like the cha-cha slide too yeah. in the pool for the first verse. And I guess whoever directed it thought, yo, I'm going to put this stuff in slow motion. <laughs> like, no, no. This don't make no They're sense. They're getting stronger. Literally <laughs> and mentally. <laughs> Physically and mentally. <laughs> With their African dancing. Like, they look so joyous and beautiful. I really appreciate having them there. And then even when the girls joined, it made no sense. Like, they were trying to teach them the dance moves or the whatever salsa they were doing. And I'm like, this is not it. Why was this a thing? And then on top of that, I'm not... This is going to be a long part of this video. I'm so sorry, listeners. Or am I? Why the hell are these girls having a sexy moment in the chlorine shower thing like wash away the pain in the chlorine yes they're washing away their pain and the chlorine as their mascara, <laughs> as their mascara was running what, what, okay so what did you think of heidi's uh, stripper moment i will say that i would 
part of what I was thinking, that's just because I'm, I come from kind of the budget world of music, right? I was like, yo, all these extras they had to pay for this music video. Yeah. You have all the people at the pool. Then you have the guys that show up midway through to like sit on the bleachers with them. Yeah. Then you also have all those men in the strip club and the other strippers. That's a lot of people. So that means this had a budget. They need to reallocate funds because it wasn't it. Listen, this wasn't it. Because Heidi's part, they had her, you know, back in the day, being a stripper was frowned upon because it was like, oh, either she's there because she couldn't get a job or she's there because she's trying to pay for college. Like, it was always a reason why yeah. she couldn't just be trying to get money. Nowadays, who doesn't love a good stripper? Like, you know, but she was sitting there dancing and you saw her little rhinestone bra on the floor and she left. She's like, for yeah. me. <laughs> yes definitely an interesting uh music video um i will say i think this song actually really shines live though i don't think mm-hmm. you can really get i don't think it really does its full job in the recording no even with a lot of the other songs we're going to talk about the introduction of like real guitars and real instruments made it like holy crap the song i like it now i like it even more yeah but i, I think even also. the way the vocal production is like i feel like like the way the harmonies layer live and stuff I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of artists. Like for some reason, sometimes the production is is they want to be so commercial that it almost Ooh. takes out some of the energy of it um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to try and yeah, make yeah. it super radio friendly. Um, and then live, you really get the full emotion of it. And and I yeah. think yeah, I don't know. I just think it's more effective that way. But anyway, I do yes. love the song. I will give it a nine. How about you? I will give it a. Up next is Supernatural by Christian Bloodshy Carlson, Pontus Avant Winberg, and Michelle Bell. This one is interesting because I was sitting here listening to it, and when we were listening to it in my car, I thought, wait, Full Moon album, Brandy. Is that you? <laughs> it just it sounds like a baby between it sounds like a baby that what about us would have had. Like I don't know, think about it was just oh. very like you know, it's like dun 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 like in a good way though, but the guitar and the digital strings is what kind of differentiates it for me. Um it just could be a a, a a situation where it was like parallel development. I don't think that they were like listening for full moon to come out and then they made the track, but it just sounds so similar that I was thinking, oh, this sounds like a little bit of a Rodney Jerkin situation, which I'm not upset about because it makes me, again, listen to it more. Like, oh, where's this going to go? Where will they mm-hmm. take it? Um, I think the guitar and the strings, the digital strings is what makes it perfect for them. It makes it sound different. And I love that the slide before the chorus is, it makes it sound so cool because it's like, oh, a little break there. You know, it just, they sound so cool. And I'm going to keep saying cool. That's the word we're going to use here. Yeah. You know, I don't nonchalant's not the word. It just sounds very like sexy girl. Like I, you know, I'm looking for love and you're looking for love, but you know, I'm not gonna press you for love. And who are you to tell me what love is? I'm gonna figure it out on my own. Um, the lyrics in that aspect are relatable. Um, I mean, love is a transcendent phenomenon. We all want love from a dog, from our mothers, from our fathers, from a man, from a woman, from a, a them, whomever. Um, the delivery is what makes the cheesy concept not seem so cheesy yes. and that's what i i like the song especially with the bridge that breakdown 
I like in the yes. bridge area. That's so good. Love that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of wish there would have been some sweetener vocals in the bridge. Uh, you know, some sound some counter melodies, like some oohs or some, you know. But then again, that probably would have made it sound very DC, very Destiny's Child. And I guess that would make sense to not add those sweetener vocals there. Um, and I have to say that the live version with MTV is yes. probably like the guitars are so good. I love it. I love it. Yes, I will agree. I This is another one. I do prefer the live version as well. Um, not just because of the live instruments, though. I think the harmonies are more dynamic. The way yeah. they built the chorus, they like sing different harmonies for the two halves. So it just, yeah. it's just more interesting um, yeah. that way. Um, the outro was a, a lot, though, in the live version. It was like a really <laughs> dramatic like guitar led version of the bridge oh um, God, that yeah. kind of went on a little too long, but it was cool. Um, but yeah, I think this song is interesting. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think, I think the instrumental is cool. I like the kind mm -hmm. of staccato din, 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 like of, of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun, but to be honest, I don't find the melodies too compelling. Um, I kind of like that the verses are this kind of almost talky, you know it's just kind of yeah <laughs> yeah but then the chorus is just kind of the same mm -hmm. melody it mm -hmm. doesn't really go anywhere um so yeah. this this feels like filler i think when you you kind of have a really strong run of these first couple of songs and this one mm -hmm. feels like it's <laughs> It would never be a single, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's a bad track. It's just, it doesn't really stand out to me. Um, mm -hmm. It's not one I usually remember from their back catalog. So, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's just like, Hey, you know, like I said, it's filler 2000s, quintessential 2000s yeah. song. International, but unfortunately we don't love the song. So I'm gonna give it a big fat six. Okay. I'm going to give it a 6.5. All right, so the next song is the title track, Angels with Dirty Faces. And this was done yet again with the Xenomania team, this time with Brian Higgins, Bob Bradley, Tim Powell, Miranda Cooper, Matthew Del Grey, Gifford Knoll, and of course, members Keisha, Mutia, and Heidi, because they're awesome and co-write almost all their songs. And uh, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, this was the other side of the third single, along with Stronger. And this was the promotional track for the Powerpuff Girls film. And the music video was an animated rework of the Powerpuff Girls episode, Nano of the North. And the lyrics in the track are all about the girls being just, you know, teenagers who may still seem innocent, but they're actually being naughty. And the term <laughs> Angels with Dirty Faces is also the name of a 1930s American gangster film. So mm -hmm. that's that's a cool inspiration, I think, for that for that title. And it make, and it's a great uh, album name as well, album title. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, what the heck is an angel with a dirty face, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so what do you think of this one? Um, I think the UK got very lucky with their soundtrack because all we had was, go, monkey, go. But <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't. It plagues my mind every time. <laughs> <laughs> By Devo. Devo's a great band. They're fun. They're funky. But uh, And then we had another one with Cherish, which was okay. But we didn't have, you know, Angels with Dirty Faces. Um, Angels with Dirty Faces in a moment. Um, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have that. Angels. I do like the song. Um, I think lyrically is what 
kind of like stood out to me mostly honestly uh i think that the song is definitely an unabashed approach to their reputation and also taking pride in being young women and expressing them expressing themselves the way they want um i feel like uh they were saying you know you think i'm innocent but we're not i do what i want when i want with who i want um and i like that they have this kind of overarching overarching theme where it's like I don't have to choose when I haven't experienced everything yet. Um, and I don't feel like there's a lot of pop songs that do this. A lot of pop songs are about breaking up and then becoming a savage or hitting your villain era after being hurt or something happening to you like you've been betrayed. But from the jump, the song was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I am a savage without saying it. It's very much like you, uh, independent woman, independent young lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> quintessential teen um i feel like if you were someone up someone growing up during this time and you felt a little misunderstood this would be the album this would be the song to listen to because it's like i'm not a bad girl i'm just drawn that way like don't be mad you have mutia with her really thin eyebrows and the little monroe piercing you have keisha with her bad reputation and then you have heidi kind of in the middle like hi i'm the new girl and the shaban left because of reasons so they have this reputation and they're leaning into it so i think that's what made it really interesting to me um and also also i love that video they were turned into little sugar puff babes and i was so happy oh <laughs> yes. so it was so cute it's really cute it's really cute, cute. Yeah, yeah i think it's it's i think this song kind of comes in a great spot in the album because i think mm -hmm. overall you had this very kind of dark overtone kind of throughout all these songs so far yeah. and this one is a little brighter it's a little mm -hmm. funkier um yeah. so it is something different from the tracks we've heard so far mm -hmm. um i think the chorus is great super super catchy i think yeah. the lyrics this is another one where it could go very cheesy you know like yeah. we're these young teenagers and we're just angels with dirty faces and you don't you don't know how bad we are you know like that can go <laughs> so that can go really cheesy you know totally. um and they did a good job of of it not doing that mm -hmm. um and i will say i love the layering of the backing vocals in the chorus um mm -hmm. it just sounds super full and and, and yeah it's awesome um yeah. But yeah, it's funny, you know, we, we, we've mentioned Turning Red in this, in this show before, and this is another one that feels like it should be on that soundtrack. Oh my god. But you totally hear that girl gang yeah. singing this. Yeah, if they ever decide to do like a sequel, I want a girl group singing in these lower harmonies, not like some da 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 mm -hmm. da da I don't want that. I, want I think something that's part of what makes them sound so cool, is yep. that it's not high. Like they, yep. they, Mutya really, yeah, Mutya's voice just kind of makes the whole thing just sound, yeah, just way more, way, way cooler for sure. Yeah. Um, I will say also the rap bridge is fun. It's much less cringy than the one from Blue. I think especially when they have the call outs too, that can get cheesy way quick. Yeah. But they did a good job of it not. So yeah, yeah I think they did a great job. It reminded me of Spice Girls. Sorry for the comparisons, but here... At CCTV, if you're new here, I'm 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 the one who usually goes. Doesn't it sound like this? And Chris goes no or yes. So <laughs> he's usually the voice of the people. I'm more like conspiracy over here, but it just sounds like Spice Girls, but not to the point where I'm like, oh, you mean like did it. Yeah, like oh, the yeah. roll call is so cute. Like even the way it was produced, it just sounds very much not them, but also them because of the way they handled it. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss a good roll call with a girl group. We don't, you have not gotten that in years. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I guess it's a little cheesy now to go. Hey, this is our member left, member right, member in the center. And besides, a lot of girl groups have like fifty eleven members now. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy the song. I think Angel of Thirty Faces deserves a very crispy eight. I enjoyed it. Okay. What about you? I will give it an eight point five. 
up next on the track list is Virgin Virgin Sexy. was written by Keisha Mutia Heidi, Lucas Sacone, and Marianne Morgan. Woo, woo. I was trying to figure out what, you know, I was trying to figure out a melody to fit the song. You know, Virgin Sexy, Keisha Mutia Heidi, you know, trying. This track became a staple in their live gigs, making an appearance on many set lists even after Mutia left. They would often bring up a male audience member to tease during the track. Oh, that's so funny. Like a lap dance, but not really because they're too cool. And it's like, you're not my man yes. sitting on your lap. I love that. That would be me. I'm such a tease. <laughs> yeah, Virgin Sexy is, um, when you were playing it in the car yeah. a couple weeks ago, a week ago, excuse me. Um, I don't know. At first, I didn't like it. It was just very like, who would make a song like this? You know, um, I mean, considering how O-Town had freaking Liquid Dreams, I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past any any UK group to have a song that's a little controversial in the title. I mean, right? O-Town is American. Oh, my bad. You know what? <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the um five of that, that, you know, baby, when the lights go out. I'm thinking of that group. Sorry, my bad. But yeah, with, with songs like that back in the 2000s, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Like, I got past the, the title, but I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, wow, if a song like this was made, <laughs> I don't know how people would react. Um, But yeah, this one's interesting because the song is actually in the third person for the verses. And then the pre-hooks and chorus actually shifts to like inner thoughts and very much first person, which I think is interesting. The she's that turns into the I and whatnot. And the story is very obvious. You know, the girl is doing her thing. She meets a guy who's lusty. And at the end, they literally said she gets it on. You know, she's getting it on. Like they literally say it in the song. So I guess by the end of the song, she's just sexy. No longer virgin sexy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the song, aside from just the shocking title and them pushing that virgin, virgin sexy part of it, I think it's a cool way of to sing about virginity. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. again, I don't, I don't like the virgin, virgin part, um, but I think it's a cool way to say, like, you know, this person doesn't know what they're doing, but they're interested in trying because a lot of songs about losing your virginity are either really intimate or like, you know, be gentle with me. Oh, baby, yeah. This you know, not this one's all. like, take me. Yes, yes. I'm a cherry bomb. I'm a cherry bomb. Come pop me. You know, it's very much like <laughs> you know, got horm hormones raging. There's uh -huh. the, don't know if I'm ready. I'm scared like Freddie. I'm having a chemical reaction again. Very much never been done, never been seen, never been heard before. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is one of those songs that were is a little shocking. Um, and second verse. I do like because the call and response with the harm call and response between Mutia and the other two, uh, and the harmonies are really tight. And every time I see these girls performing the song, they seem to have so many, so, I mean, so much fun, especially with the ow version. Yes, ow! yes, I do love. I will say that the little vocalizations in this are probably what make the production mm -hmm. extra fun. Some of it's yeah. like actually looped in the actual production, like the ooh or whatever yeah, and the ow. yeah and the um like there's like a guy in there too that does like yes or, or something like that um that's yeah. all kind of looped in the background mm -hmm. um and then of course in the chorus as well you have i think it's heidi that's doing mm -hmm. all the after each line she does like ready and like all yeah. that stuff um and it just makes yeah. it sound very tongue-in-cheek like the whole thing feels very mm -hmm. tongue-in-cheek yeah um but like you said, it's kind of interesting to have a song about virginity be kind of silly and kind of um, mm -hmm. 
fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to it being like, oh my God, this is like a life changing moment or like, oh, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm scared. Like I'm vulnerable. You know, it's literally not that it's like, oh, I'm ready for this like new experience. Right. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I think that's what makes this song fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think the pre-chorus is awesome. <laughs> where it yeah. gets into that kind of talky hormones raging, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think the whole thing is just really fun and silly. I like that mm-hmm. they're not taking themselves too seriously. Um, yeah. Because I think if you just heard the rest of this album so far, you would maybe think they take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you were like an old man or woman listening to Angels with Dirty Faces, right, you'd be like, these teenage girls have no idea what they're doing. Oh, right. What, like, life, what life is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, and so I can see how that that could be part of their image, especially, mm-hmm. you know, when if an older person was watching it. So it's just kind of fun yeah. to see them, you know, not take themselves too seriously. Um, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, um, I think it, I think this is a fun one. Um, I will give it a nine. Oh, OK, I gave it an eight. Okay. That virgin virgins is not great, but, you know, <laughs> the, the song's bad. <laughs> it's fun to sing, though, clearly. Virgin, virgin, sexy. It's just <laughs> not you grinding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next song is Shape. This one was done by Dominic Miller, Craigie Dodds, Kevin Bacon, and Jonathan Cornby. And of course, Sting because it samples Sting's Shape of My Heart. Like, so basically it's the track and also the chorus. And he actually re-recorded the track, especially, re-recorded his chorus, especially for them. Um, He's so for generous. this version, which is awesome. <laughs> and this was, this was released as the fourth and final single from the album. Mm. And it hit number 11 on the UK singles chart and continued the trend of hitting the charts all across Europe, Asia, and Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely didn't agree with this song being a single. I mm-hmm. still don't. Um, yeah. I think the sting, I think thinking of it from like a more business perspective, I, I kind of get it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a more serious song. Um, having a sting sample slash feature makes yeah. you cooler and it does make you appeal, <laughs> I guess, to a different audience. Yeah, um, totally. You know, so I kind of get it from that perspective. But mm-hmm. also it's like you hear the song and you would not think it's like, 17 18 year old girl singing like it sounds very grown Mm. i don't think that's a bad thing i just Mm. think it doesn't it just doesn't really make sense with where this group was at the time Mm -hmm. um i will say this is another one where i think the live version really helped me understand uh the beauty of the track um i think the harmonies live are 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 interesting they're kind of unconventional the way they're placed and kind of Mm -hmm. how and just how they sit um and they're not that's not as prominent in the mix of the recording um i think the single version is better than the album version but even then it's it's not half as good as the way the live version ended up being yeah um yeah i I would say it's grown on me a lot but definitely Mm -hmm. not even close to being a top sugar babe single for me yeah, honestly, the lyrics aren't too abstract, but um, it's interesting how they played with the whole card analogy that Sting yeah. had established in the original version. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things about Shape of My Heart that makes it so special is like the whole talking about how the suits on a card 
describes people's lives and how they interact with each other. And the way the girls used it lyrically, I think was not clever, but it just, I guess, more relatable to them, you know, because they, they feel controlled and want to come into their own, mm -hmm. like whatever house of cards they've been forced to live in, they want to escape from. You know, um, because they talk about, you know, doing the safe thing, but there is no safe thing and they want to learn and grow on their own. Like they know that there's bad things out there. They know that they might get their hearts broken. They know that people might want them for reasons like money, like the diamonds and whatnot. So I got that kind of idea from it. But I just feel like I didn't really click with the song too much until I like read the lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, I love the triplet singing um, in the verses. That would, that's what kind yes. of... Separated. Got that I got with the deal. Like, yeah, yeah, very cool. Go off, Chris. Yeah. Go off. Go off. I love when you do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's what definitely sets it apart from the original. And Sting, again, very generous man. I have heard Shape of My Heart be remade so many damn times. But I have to say, the first time I heard it was Carl Thomas's Emotional. Mm. Um, so that's, I thought that was the original version until someone was like, young lady, no. <laughs> so I've heard this song be interpreted in so many different ways. Um, but I like that they try to keep the original meaning. Yes. They try to keep the original meaning and relate it to being a young girl being controlled and such. So I respect that. The video, though. <laughs> what was that? What was that? I don't the understand. The video is bizarre. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. it does feature the girls in a mansion mm -hmm. at a masquerade ball. Um, there's nudity. Um, there's, there's digital butterflies covering the nudity. And then the bra, um, I don't even know how to even describe it. They all end up in like in the galaxy of, uh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to look at, I didn't mean to look at the camera like that. Um, yeah. Um, there's it wasn't some for you. <laughs> interesting moments like the peacock man. Peacock man. You um, know what? The peacock yeah. man, I think represents the 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 men or the people that might approach them with like oh i have this uh, grandeur for you i have all this promising something that's bigger than what it actually is like peacocking mm -hmm. he was peacocking um the the video was was meant to be symbolic uh for sure um but again it was yeah. just really strange because even after they dived into the water like after they ran through that's another thing that killed me too <laughs> the the boobies swinging as they're running yeah i just because you could oh god they were like they were too young i'm not sure if they had been of age at the time of this video being released yeah. but either way they're still very young women and to have them running through with yeah. little butterflies flying off their booties and their titties i just did not understand they jumped into the water and the three men who was stalk who were stalking them the whole damn yeah. time looked at them like this very <laughs> smug like and then walked away you can't make that make sense i mean you can but <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it was just about them like not fitting in with the other people the masquerade ball and they're just like F yeah. this i'm gonna run away you know from all this and, yeah. and you know <laughs> dive into the sea um <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I think I get it in concept and the execution, mm -hmm. I guess, just wasn't uh, yeah. the best. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is the whole idea, like you said, just not them fitting in. And even when you have people trying to seduce you and give you mm -hmm. what they think you want, you can still say no and reject it. So, yeah, I think that's the overall theme. Um, but even with all that being said. Yeah, what would you rate it? Yeah, um, this gets a, a fat ass seven. Okay, I'm going to continue the trend and give it a 7.5. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Up next is Switch by Felix Howard, Frederick Odesio, Hendrik Johnbeck, Nina Woodford, 
and members of the Sugar Babes. And it was produced by Fredro. Okay, this one. This one made me laugh a little bit because it's like, it's a song about a stagnant, unsatisfactory relationship with danceability. <laughs> Sign me up. Like, if he ain't doing it right, honey, find someone who will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. I don't really condone that. I think, <laughs> I, think <laughs> <laughs> I think if you can re- work on the relationship, you should, you know? Nah, there's a um, lot of fish in the sea. And Go that and mentality. <laughs> and that mentality, but you know the thing about being having fish in the sea. See, if you're a damn shark, <laughs> then you're not gonna find many fish. And this song uh, doesn't feel sharky, but it definitely feels like, well, hmm, he's not doing it right. But one thing I will say is that even though, like, upon first listen, I had this impression, like, oh wow, you should, you shouldn't say that. I like that in the verses they made it very clear the man was ignoring them. The yes. man was doing things to push them away. It wasn't just like. You ain't putting it down right, so I'm going to find someone who will, which I appreciate because that would have been more like, oops. I mean, TLC did it with Creep, you know, and they were like, well, yeah. he's cheating on me. I'm going to cheat on him. But even even Left I had a problem with that. Even Left that, so that's my that's my twin flame. Anyway, um, I think the song is fun for sure. And I think with the advent of cell phones and like texting, I love the mention of the emoji, like the kiss the kiss text that really dates the song right so it's just like he sends you a kiss um and that whole section really reveals their age like you know they're young teenagers talking about like you know he the kiss text means pizza then action and attraction because the line wasn't even like a kiss text leads to dinner it was pizza and i thought oh wow a pizza date you know i thought that was cute um but again the song is fun i mean when you're young i guess the excuse is we're young go have fun go experience life sure um and i guess the song really embodies the idea if you can switch it up switch it up if you're not willing to commit find 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 your fun where you want to find it so yeah eat pray love all that good stuff <laughs> yeah um i will say this one's one of my favorites um mm-hmm. i think the funky production is it's fun it's bright it's bouncy and yeah i think yeah like you said i think the lyrics are, are funny you know like settling yeah. down <laughs> what is that a joke you know um yeah, yeah like you yeah. said they're young and they're they're yeah they're they're going fishing for the you know for some <laughs> it's fresh to them yeah they're not bored of the fish yet uh, oh, the fish. <laughs> yeah um i'd say the pre-chorus is really great tension building both lyrically and melodically and the harmonies are really beautiful this song again this just shows how you can do harmonies in a fast song in like a fun song like it doesn't need to be like a boring ballad where you show up yes like you can do it in a really cool way Um, yes (laughs) good chorus good job rhyming switch itch (laughs) no ditch scratch that itch (laughs) without without it sounding too forced like it actually made sense. It wasn't like really they just use that word because it rhymes. You know, it actually totally makes sense. So that is a challenge sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm writing a song and I've noticed that the song is very rhymy, and I was like, "But it makes sense. It's okay." <laughs> so they've 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 co-signed me. They put a more another battery in my back. Some confidence. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Um. Mm. I unfortunately I don't think they've ever performed it, or maybe they performed it on tour. It just was oh. never filmed. Um. Oh. So I wish we got this. I think it would have been really fun live. Um, but yeah, I, this is actually one of my favorites from the album, so I will give it a 10. How about you? Oh, well, in the spirit of our, uh, of our ratings, I'm actually going to give it a nine. Okay. 
All right, the next track is More Than a Million Miles. And this one was done by Lucas Seacon, Marianne Morgan, and again, all three members of the Sugar Babes. So this was a fun one. Um, this sounds like something Liberty X would do. This kind of guitar-driven UK garage-inspired pop music. Um, it was a big thing at the time in the UK, I think. So it's a sound I'm very comfortable with and very familiar with. So I think this one, yeah, I think this one is good. And I, I actually think this should have been a single instead of Shape. Um, I think if you look at the other four singles before that, this one... I think fulfills the kind of more adult-ish sound that Shape does while still yeah. being a little cooler. Um, yeah. and, and, and at least a different tempo, you know, something a little a little more upbeat. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the song is cool. I like that it tells a story and there's kind of a, a thought process in there. Um, you know, the chorus is like, how can we make this relationship work? Um, it's going to be really difficult. Should we just give up? Should we just forget it? You know, mm -hmm. I kind of... I think that's an interesting way to really set the scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, this one has grown on me a lot, I think, actually, as I've gotten older as well. So yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I like the I like how the chorus is the chorus is kind of pick it up like how can we be? Mm -hmm. And the harmonies are even a little bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it sounds uh uh hopeful to say the least. Um, to say the least, excuse me. And I do like the UK garage sound too. I think that's what really attracts me to a lot of the UK sound because it's very distinct. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and you're right, it is mature. And I feel like this, this should have been a single as well. As long as they wouldn't have done like a really strange abstract video, I think the song could have done well for them. Um, and sometimes <laughs> I really... <laughs> I'm imagining what they, what could they possibly have come up for this? It would have been bizarre, I'm sure. I mean, you had the little girls sitting there standing in the shower, like washing their pain and the chlorine away and stronger at this point. And and women doing African dancing in slow mo. At this point, I'm, I wouldn't put past past the directors to come up with something ridiculous. Sorry. <laughs> How can we be? You know, like working out in the gym or something. I don't know. Very literal. Um, but yeah, I I sometimes wonder what goes into picking a single, mm -hmm. and I wonder if the girls would have wanted to do this one instead. Um. But yeah, I like the I like the idea of how relatable it is. Again, they're young girls, and they're not being f flighty is the word. I don't know if flighty is the word, but they're really talking about real stuff. Like you know, we're together, but is this going to be something that uh, we should keep doing? It's like something that I want later on, uh, something that you would want later on. Mm -hmm. And I think even with the last song, uh, "Breathe Easy," we're going to talk about that soon. It it kind of ties in the same thematic elements of a relationship but in different tempos, a different energies. This one just feels, um, I guess because it is mid-tempo, it feels more, not even fun, but it feels like it's it's more hopeful than Breathe Easy for sure. It feels like- Really, I think the other, I think the opposite actually. That's interesting. Oh, um, really? I think, I think the feel one, of it. This one makes me feel like they're frustrated mm -hmm. Um, oh, like how this relationship, like this relationship is supposed to work. Why isn't it working? Like that, that's kind right, of what right. I'm feeling. And then they're just kind of like, mm -hmm. they're, they're over it by the, you know, through it. They're just yeah. like, we should just forget it. Like I'm yeah. over it. No, um, not lyrically. I mean like just sonically speaking with the I whole. I think sonically like, too though. So that's interesting. Yeah. Really? Even with the whole, the up the mid tempo part of it, like lyrically, you could definitely tell the girls over it, but it's just very much just like, dun, 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 dun. like something about it just feels oh, like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't. Brighter I don't, to I don't me. I don't think it that way. <laughs> I don't think of singing yeah. it with a smile. 
And okay, yeah, no, obviously not with a smile. I'm I'm being a goof. <laughs> I think the mid tempo of it it just makes it sound just not, not even hopeful. That's not even the word I want to use. It's just something about it. It was just unexpected considering the the lyrical content, mm. right? You know, like. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound as frustrated to me as lyrically it's being delivered lyrically especially with the oh, okay. uk garage yeah production wise i don't think personally i would have written something like that so i think either way it's still cool but i was just like huh interesting i wasn't expecting the song to go in this direction because of the UK interesting garage. well what did yeah. you think of of the rappy bridge because keisha puts on Again. this okay i i need like a british person maybe to come either correct me or just teach me more about the context of this mm -hmm. particular accent yeah. but she definitely puts on this like british gangster accent oh, like yeah. quality you know where they yeah. go you know that i don't know what yeah uh, like like part of of england that that is like part of oh yeah like, yeah like regionally but, speaking like, it's yeah. just it's funny like, it almost takes away from kind of how serious i guess the lyrics are um <laughs> <laughs> that's a mess and a half you know what um not my favorite again like she did kind of i guess i guess putting on that whole like you know <laughs> hood kind of hood whatever version of hood yeah british vo voice kind of makes it more cool but yeah you're right it does add the attitude that you are alluding to not even alluding to, that you that you're mentioning to me that's why when i first heard it i'm like oh it kind of sounds like this but you are right it is very much like boy come on get your together like oh uh I, I like that they aren't being disrespectful too i will say that i do appreciate that even though they are talking about problems in a relationship they haven't actually like gone crazy on like insulting men or not even insulting them but you know at the time with like destiny's child being very much women empowerment but people still took it as them bashing male yeah. bashing even when they were criticizing men i didn't get the sense that they were like being criticized for male bashing you feel me mm, it was yes, more just like why don't you understand me this is not going to work unless you do Mm. this kind of thing it wasn't like you know again i guess this is how the public received it but i do like that they're not completely bashing maybe just with this rap they're talking about <laughs> like real life stuff you know uh but nothing too explicit like oh you're not paying my bills or you know you're not <laughs> worth you know or you're a bugaboo like no song that is explicitly saying you're yeah, trash yeah, yeah. you're yeah, a waste yeah. man you're a waste man you know yeah. so yeah <laughs> so what do you rate this track <laughs> um i like this one i'm gonna give it an eight okay i'm gonna give it a nine yeah last track is breathe easy the acoustic jam written by craigie dodds and members of the sugar babes <gasps> this song is interesting because again when I heard it, I listened to the lyrics and I thought, oh, wow, you know, um, this is relatable. But again, they're so young, so it's a little weird uh, to be talking like this at such a young age. But again, as they got older, it mm. felt a lot, it feels a lot more like, wow, this aged well. Wow, this makes sense, you know? Yeah, that's actually interesting you say that because I actually think, so when I, when I think of this song, I actually think of like kids like graduating from high school. Oh, really? And um, moving on to different phase of their life you know because for me this song is like i love this current moment in time i'm breathing easy i feel very comfortable right now and i like our relationship the way that it is but i know that change is coming and i'm excited for that change yeah. but i'm also don't want that change to happen and i think that's that's what i feel when i hear this song so i think it actually makes oh. sense in this kind of age group where mm. people are kind of leaving their homes to like go to like another stage of their life 
Um, but that's interesting that's so that, that you that you've interpreted it very differently. Oh, you know, that usually happens. I think it's happened a couple times in our videos. Make sure you guys check it out in our spice videos. There's been a couple of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, I hear you're right. I agree with you in the sense of like, it does sound like a little high school, but I didn't think of that at first. I just thought about like how relationships uh as you get older they change and you always mm. have to bring your best self forward or not always but you try to and it's like how do you maintain the relationships as time changes and as you change as change as a person yeah um so i thought that was uh interesting like you said the emotions that they had for this they had from the start um they're thinking of of life developing and developing as well but also maintaining like you said so i like that um i didn't think high school that's interesting <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think like the song is meant to be like a time capsule in a sort, in a sense, where it's like, this feels good right now. Don't know what it's going to be like later, but I'll think of it fondly. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, there are some like vocals that I'm not really, speaking of being fond of something, I'm not really fond of uh, the second verse with Heidi singing. And again, I think because she has to be the emotive one mm -hmm. in a group with girls who have like that natural melisma and natural vibrato who, that are... I mean, she has vibrato, but nothing as like trembly as a Mutia or like Keisha's kind of just more like power R&B. So it's just kind of naturally there. I'm not saying that she can't sing, but stylistically speaking, it's a little it's missing. So she does have a vocal delivery that's a little bit um, almost like uh, the delivery is a little bit like theatrically produced where it's like I'm emoting right now and I'm being mm. really emotional. Uh but maybe that's just the way she sings. I'm again, I haven't done enough research on the group to like have a full opinion that is that's going to be like respectable at this point, I guess. But yeah. just from what I've heard, um, it doesn't sound like she sings like this normally as much as it as it is imposed to imposed upon her. Like this is an mm. emotive track, emote, sing, do it like this. Unless she yeah. did do it, and if she did do it, not my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I will say, I think. When you do an acoustic track like this, it can mm -hmm. get very boring. So I yeah. appreciate that this one isn't that boring. Right. Um, the melodies are, are interesting. They do switch mm -hmm. up the melodies. The ad-libs kind of build well. Mm -hmm. And I think the harmonies shine in this. Like I like the way the chorus is layered with the octaves and kind of the one in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I, they, they do a lot of harmonies that way. And I think it utilizes kind of all three ranges very well. Uh -huh. um, and I like that the bridge is short and sweet. Like, like again, with these acoustic tracks, because you can't rely on any production to kind of make it interesting, mm -hmm. you kind of have to keep it. You have to keep it interesting just with the melodies and the vocals. And I think they were able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I'd say this is another one where, I, I know I've said this a lot already, but I enjoy watching them perform it. Uh, I don't necessarily love just listening to it. Um, mm -hmm. But it actually has grown on me just from listening to it these past few weeks, actually, um, this was never really a song I thought about, but um, I actually look forward to it, like listening to it and, and kind of preparing for this episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would actually give it an eight. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a, this is an eight worthy track. Now we are at that fateful, fateful section. Cut uh -huh. or keep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what song would you cut from this album? Okay, I would cut Supernatural. I think it's just the most fillery song on here, and it doesn't really bring anything different to it. Um, and again, it's one I tend to forget 
when I'm thinking about Sugar Babe's discography. How about you? You know, I'm probably gonna get my ass dragged in the comments. Um, honestly, okay, so <laughs> after much thought, maybe not that much thought, but after thought, um, I have to say I would cut shape. I feel like this is just, you know, another way of them doing exactly what they've done before. Yeah, the Sting feature is cool. It's cute. But they've already done the triplets and the vocals. They've already done, I'm getting stronger, kind of encompasses the whole, I'm getting better. I'm figuring out my life. At this point, it just felt a little repetitive, but just a different kind of style. So mm. sorry, fans. Drag me if you want. I'm still going to sleep at night. Goodbye, shape. <laughs> All right. So if you had to only keep one song from the album, what would you do? I would probably keep Round Round. I like Round Round because it just falls right back into when Holding the Head came out. And I was like, oh, this is great. So yeah, I like Round Round. Yeah, Goodbye. yeah. Um, okay. I would have probably picked Round Round too, but to keep it different, uh, I will do Switch. Um, oh. I, think it's, I think it's up there for one of my favorite Sugar Babes album tracks. That was my second choice or my first yeah. choice before I was like, you know, round, round, smacks it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in terms of overall thoughts, I do think it's a really solid album. It's a great kind of snapshot in time of the uh -huh. late of the early 2000s UK pop sound uh -huh. about these women who are in their late teens. They're just, you know, you know, discovering the freaks inside them and also just <laughs> reflecting on, on, you know, everything that they have going on in life in general. Yeah. Um, and then musically, it's just an, it's an awesome progression from one touch. It's mm -hmm. interesting because I think if you actually stripped it back mm. and just listened to the mel melodies and everything, mm -hmm. you could totally hear it's very actually quite similar to one touch. Um, but the production is way more commercial and electronic so that it, it kind of just takes them up to just a more, yeah, yeah just a more commercial sound overall. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But I appreciate that the harmonies didn't go away. Um, you know, sure. to, as a trade-off for that, you know, they really kept the harmonies as the forefront um, of every song, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think while some songs haven't aged the best, um, I think overall, though, I think as a project, it has stood the test of time. And mm -hmm. I think it deserves a slot as kind of a top girl group album of, of that era. It's a solid body of work. I think it's solid. Um, again, based on my cut, section i'm not sure people will listen to what the hell i have to say right now but <laughs> i mean i but, don't um, think shape is necessarily like a huge fan favorite so oh, i don't yeah, think I was people teasing. will be that mad about it to be honest i, I was teasing i don't care almost <laughs> okay <laughs> can you imagine i hate your songs like okay um um no i'm totally joking but yeah no um i think it's i think it's a solid album i don't have any like complaints uh i think for the time it definitely a lot more effort was put into it more so than effort that's put forward in albums now, I feel like. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the whole DSP, digital streaming platforms and such, you got people just listening for singles. So I guess the effort was there. It's like, if we're going to put this on the album, at least let's try to make it good. Um, so I appreciate that. And I think they had a lot to prove, especially after being dropped from London and kind of falling, not falling by the wayside, but just trying to find their footing again, you know? Um, so I like that they came back with this it's solid and also they were able to work with different producers and actually keep writing so their voices were definitely maintained throughout their careers not throughout but like in their earlier half of their careers <laughs> earlier um, i guess three quarters maybe yeah let me, let, me, let me like say that right so yeah i think that's what makes them that's what sets them apart and i think what also made them i guess appealing to a lot of people maybe i could be wrong is the fact that they weren't so polished in a sense where it's like we're wearing dresses and heels 
Um, we're here in America, we have the tomboy look where the SWVs and the Alias and the Brandies and everyone else was doing tomboy. And then DC came out where they were wearing heels. Where on the opposite side with the UK thing, they had the, the Spice Girls who were really pop and they eventually kind of switched off for some dresses. And you even had girls allowed in comparison to Sugar Babes. They were wearing the dresses. They were very girly, even yeah. though they had some gritty songs here and there, but nothing too gritty. Sugar Babes was like, whoa, who is this? And well, they yeah, was there though. You know? Yeah. True. Yeah. True. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so I think this is a good, a good album. Um, this is one of the albums where I feel like uh, if I was writing something and I needed some inspiration, I would cite something from here just to get an idea of how I should arrange harmonies because I think that is something that people should really pay attention to. That everything has to be high and crackheadish. <sighs> K-pop. Yeah. Um. So this is definitely <laughs> this is definitely something to reference and uh revere as a good album. I think so. Overall, I think I would give it a. Hmm, I'd give it an. Oh, I want to say eight point five, but I think I'd, I'd give it a nine. I think I'd give it a nine. Okay, yeah, all right. I will also give it a nine. <laughs> yes. All right. So the Sugar Babes—they've announced a festival run this year in the UK, mm-hmm. which is Good awesome because hopefully that also means new music. Um, but I'm very excited to see kind of what they sing um, for these mm-hmm. shows. I unfortunately uh-huh. don't think I'll, I'll be able to make it over there for these. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to to kind of hear them together again. Um, yeah. Hopefully hear Siobhan on some on some other tracks, including Round Round. Yeah. Please. Does it um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to hear our thoughts on the Sugar Babes' whole career so far, definitely go check out our Pop 101 episode if you haven't already. As you mentioned, it's done really well because mm-hmm. it was awesome so yes, you should definitely was. go check it out um and yeah let us know what you all think about this album and which sugar babes album we should review next you can let us know in the comments below or message us at cctv pops on all social media you can also join us and hang out with us mm-hmm. by joining our patreon where you can help us decide our next episode topics and get access to some exclusive content from our show that you can't get anywhere else, including a lot of bloopers of Shan saying weird things during tonight's episode. Um, (laughs) Please give us a like, subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. And for our listeners, please give us a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Until next time, that's Shan. That's Chris. And we are CCTV. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh